Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbury is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. Lady Paul. And Lady Paul. And Lady Paul. And Lady Paul. Let him talk. Let him talk. That is a crime, guys. Wow, listen to this. So what's happened here is not politics. It's cheap and dirty tricks. Find out November. Wow, did you hear that? That man there said cheap and dirty tricks. He appeared to be very well educated and handsome at that. What was his name? Oh, that's right. It was me. Thank you. Whoops. Counselor Powell, seeing all of this and hearing this... Will you resign your seat on the Muncie City Council today? She said no. I asked her to resign and she said no. Well, that said it all. Perception is reality. That's the name of the show. Perception is reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. And I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey. Thank you for joining us today. What we were just listening to were recorded clips from the Muncie, Indiana City Council meeting that was like none other I've ever seen that took place on Monday, August 5th, 2019. Okay, so you're tuning in and listening to this episode. It's episode number 28. I want to thank you for tuning in and listening. Please, please share this with each and every person that you know on social media. All you have to put is listen to this podcast and then simply type in perception.fireside.fm. And I'll do the rest. I'll do the talking. You just write the words. Or share my posts. That will do it as well. Of course, you can find us on all major podcast hosting sites. But we are always at the home station, perception.fireside.fm. Okay, so let's get into it because there's a lot to talk about. I didn't know what I was going to do for this episode uh, for quite some time. I'll be honest. I normally cut the uhs and the ahs out, but that one I left in for effect because uh, it kind of melted my brain, the city council meeting. It was like nothing I've ever seen before. 
I can tell you that I am so proud of the citizens of Muncie that I can't even begin to express it. However, I want to make sure that we are very clear. Four years of an FBI investigation with four or five or six different raids, search warrants, and other FBI action within city government buildings and various officials appointed or elected or whatever's homes, police personnel, and business people around the community, a meeting with a thousand people that show up, a petition that has 4,000 signatures in six hours, dozens and hundreds and thousands of social media posts, and this very show, all of my work, everything that I have built up to this point, it all means exactly nothing. Let me make sure that you understand what I'm saying. Every bit of everything that has happened until today means nothing. Everyone talking about being tired of corruption, everyone who appeared at the Muncie Council meeting, everybody who's talked to the news, everybody that's talked to me, it's all great. It's all mobilization, which is what we need, and we need to keep that going. But compared to voting, it's nothing. If we can have 1,200 people attend each and every city council meeting between now and doomsday, I would trade that all for 1,200 people standing outside of a polling place. Let me be clear, folks. 500 people stood outside of Muncie City Hall for three-plus hours knowing that they were not getting in, knowing that they were not being able to express verbally their concerns, and knowing that they were not sitting down and that they couldn't see anything actually going on with their own eyes. They could see it possibly on social media live streaming video, but they couldn't be part of the action. Yet, they stayed their butts in the parking lot. They stood on their feet in the heat, and they did it to show the officials we are pissed off. Now, that is great because the officials got the message loud and freaking clear. I was one of the people inside the auditorium. And I can tell you it was crazy in there, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But the officials received loud and clear the message. However, folks, if you can stand outside of a building that you know you're not going to enter because you want to prove a point and you can do that for three hours, then I implore you 
to stand in a line for 20 or less minutes so that you can go in and vote. And I'll even make it better than that. People talk about Election Day like it's one 12-hour period where you can go and vote. And they say, oh man, I couldn't get off work. My boss wouldn't let me off. Or I couldn't get there. I was busy. I couldn't get to it. They always talk about it because they think it's one single day, one single 12-hour period from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Because statutorily, it's the first Tuesday after the first Monday in the month of November or the first Tuesday after the first Monday in the month of May if you're in Indiana. Now, your election dates for the primary may vary if you live in different states and for that, I apologize. It's still the same situation because early voting is a thing. Now, I apologize to the listeners if you're listening from outside the state of Indiana because what I'm getting ready to talk about just right here only applies to Indiana. The same kind of principle applies in your state as well, but it just might be at a different time or date and there might be some kind of other situation going on. In the state of Indiana... Voters' registration ends almost a month before the election. So, for example, this year, voters' registration for the general election will end on Monday, October 7th, 2019 at 11.59 p.m. That means between whenever you listen to this episode... And Monday, October 7th, 2019, at 11.59, you need to go to www.indianavoters.com. It takes you exactly two minutes to do that. And get registered to vote. Check your voter's registration. Update your voter's registration if you need to. But do it and get it done so that you can vote. If you're listening to this after October, I apologize. I hope that you go vote, but you'll know what was going on at that time. Okay, so I want to just impress upon you again. You need to go vote because all of this stuff is great, but it's nothing compared to voting. And you don't have to be in the mindset of, oh no, I got to get in and do it. I can't do it on the Tuesday election day because when voters registration ends the very next day, Tuesday, October 8th, you can walk your butt or drive your butt to the Delaware County Clerk's Office or whatever county clerk's office, Randolph County Clerk, Henry County Clerk, Blackford County Clerk, Marion County County Clerk, and you can go into that office and vote early. And you can essentially vote early for almost an entire month before the election. 
You don't have to have a reason. You don't have to give an excuse. You walk into the office, you show your ID, and you vote early. And so, listen to what I'm saying. You can start voting on October 8th. And that's if you want to go in and do it that way. You can also get absentee ballots. And that requires a little bit more work because you got to send in some paperwork. If anybody is interested in an absentee ballot because they're homebound, they're old, they're elderly, they're somewhat bedridden, or in for any other reason you want it, let me know and I can get you the information. I'm going to have an episode on absentee voting coming up near September. So... Look ahead in the future for that because that's going to be a very interesting and important show because votes cast through absentee ballots can win or lose elections for candidates. And historically, in East Central Indiana, the Democrats have had a lock on the absentee ballots. But that doesn't have to be, and we'll talk about that later on, but in a different episode. But I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that, because those are the ways that you can vote. So you don't have to try to get off, you don't have to do any kind of weirdness, or you can go in on election day. My desire that every single possible person that could vote would go and do it early, and then hell, then then it's over. We wait till election day and we count the votes and we're done. Why don't we do that? Why do people not vote? Man, I mean, ugh, it's like, I, I'll be honest. I, I'll be honest and I'm going to equate it to this. It's like somebody says, hey, you have cancer. If you go to the doctor, we can get rid of it, and we will save your life. Now, if you don't go to the doctor, you will die. But if you go to the doctor, we will save your life, and you won't die now from the cancer. You'll live a happy, healthy, long life. And the person's like, "Mm, what should I do? What should I do? Um, I think, yeah, you know what? I'll pass. Uh, I don't know anything about the doctor. I, I, I don't want to look into it. Uh, uh, yeah, that's not for me. I'm not into doctors and medicine, really. Uh, I was told not to talk about religion and medicine. You know, people say religion and politics. So that's kind of what I'm talking about, folks. And I know that's extreme. But seriously, you know right now what fate awaits us if you let these same people get back in office. You know what will happen if you don't get informed on your candidates. You know what is going on and you know when you can do something about it. So why don't you grow the hell up And do something. Now listen, I'm folks, I'm not talking about all of you listening. 
Because chances are, if you're listening, you either have been engaged and you listen to the show because you like what's said, or maybe you don't like what's said and you listen to be argumentative with me or whatever. Or we've got the people who are just now coming aboard. Welcome, welcome, Jordan, Jordan's mom. Thank you, thank you for coming aboard. Travis Kilmer, thank you. Thank you, all the new listeners and the ones I haven't named. The people who send me messages. I tell you what, I gotta stop for just a second. I have been receiving just abnormally high calls and text messages and emails and Facebook messages. And I want to say that a large portion of those have been people saying, you know what, you've really opened my eyes to politics. You know what, I haven't been interested, but because of your show, I'm interested. I like what you've been saying. Thank you for standing up and thank you for doing what you're doing. And that makes my day. How you could express your thanks to me the best way possible is by continuing to listen. Go to perception.fireside.fm and hit the subscribe button so this shows just come to you when I release them. You don't have to do work to find it. And share perception.fireside.fm. That's not the name of the show. The show's Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. The home is perception.fireside.fm. Share that with everybody that you know. Keep increasing the listener base. That's what we need. But here's what the deal is. You guys all know what's facing us. So please don't get stuck in the trap of thinking, Welp, we sent the city of Muncie a message. And this goes for anywhere. Anytime you mobilize people wherever you are in the United States of America, Indianapolis, Fort Wayne, Washington, D.C., Orlando, Florida, Houston, Texas, wherever... Mobilization is important, but if you say, well, we sent 1,200 people to City Hall, that job is done, then you've lost the battle and you shouldn't even have really worried about doing all of that because it was all for naught, because nothing happened and nothing changed. The people who are still treading around in the waters of corruption are still treading around in the waters of corruption. Now... What we did do is put weights around their feet and weights around their hands and weights around their necks. So it's getting harder for them to tread the water. Nora Powell is going under and she's having a hard time treading the water. All right. The other officials that have been corrupt and that are just taking up space they are having a hard time. Now, we're going to see who they latch their ropes to, and if the people who have ropes attached to them, if they cut those ropes and attempt to do right, or if they let people like Nora Powell drag them down too. I, I don't know, and that's going to be interesting to see. It will certainly be interesting. But if you don't go and vote... None of this has been worth it. So we need to have an abnormally high voter turnout. We need to have the Randolph County Clerk's Office and the Delaware County Clerk's Office and every clerk's office in Indiana 
saying what in the hell is happening. Please ease up on us and we'll say, nope, we're registering everybody. Everybody that's eligible to vote is going to vote. And everybody that's registered is going to vote either on election day, early, or by absentee ballot. And we're going to cast our votes for the people that have the area where you're voting in that area's best interest in mind. Not their own, not their party, not Phil Nichols, but the community. And so that's very important. And I've been talking about that for a long time, but we really need to hit upon it. Get registered. You have until October. I'm not even going to tell you the date because you need to do it now. Don't wait. If you're the type of person that waits, then you're the type of person that probably won't go won't go vote. So it doesn't really matter. Don't be that type of person because we need you. Here's what I say. I've recently been telling people that I'm a big believer in better late than never. It doesn't matter that you've not voted in 50 years. Start this election. It doesn't matter that you're 35 years old and you've never paid attention to local, state, or national politics. Start this election. It doesn't matter that you've never been to a meeting. Start now. Better late than never. And something is better than nothing. Do something If all you do is listen to this show and then you go vote, great. If all you do is vote, great. If you feel so inclined to come and stand in the lines and come to the meetings and voice your outrage or voice your pleasure and be involved in the system, that's even better, but... Better late than never, and something's better than nothing. That's what we need, folks, because I'm not talking to the people who are actively engaged. I mean, I am, but this is just like second nature. I mean, I would never consider not voting. There is nothing in this world beyond the good Lord calling me home that would stop me from voting. And there's a lot of people like that. And for those of you out there listening to this show, God bless you. I I mean, I know how important it is, and you know how important it is. But for the people who are just coming aboard, and the people who are just getting involved, we gotta do it, folks. I know going and standing at Gillespie Towers and walking in to vote, it's time-consuming, and there's more things that you could be doing But there's nothing more important. Let me make sure. I didn't say there's more important things you could be doing. I said there are things you could be doing. There is nothing more important. And that is whether you're voting in Muncie or any place else. Keep that in mind. That still has never been. She can can give her his time. Let him talk. 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 All right, folks, so what you're hearing here 
again, is another clip of the meeting that occurred on August 5th, 2019 at the Muncie City Council meeting. And you're hearing the audience exploding after a gentleman was expressing his issues, expressing his concerns, and the counselors told him that his time was up. Three minutes. And the audience exploded. Now, I want to make sure that I express this very clearly. I feel everybody's pain. I was arrested out of a city council meeting for doing a hell of a lot less than that. I was arrested at a Winchester, Indiana city council meeting for saying the following. You're out of order. This whole place is out of order. This is a joke. So trust me when I say I feel your pain. I am a massive, massive supporter of the First Amendment right and the freedom to express yourself to your elected officials in Ways that you should absolutely be able to, specifically at public city council meetings and other open public meetings in public buildings. Keep in mind, a city hall is owned by the citizens of that community. That's your building, okay? So, I absolutely understand how everybody feels when it seems as though your officials are trying to not let you convey your message. And so understand my point of view. Now keep in mind, I was arrested illegally, wrongly. No charges were filed because the prosecutor in that case said that my speech was constitutionally protected political speech. A lawsuit was filed in the federal court system, and I won. Uh, We settled, uh, but it was beneficial towards me. Uh, I'll say that. Um, But let me explain this to you, folks. Let me make this very clear. Uh, I kind of sometimes get a little incensed because, hell, did you hear what was just going on in those clips? Were you there? And I was arrested for that little three-second blurb. You're out of order. This whole place is out of order. You're, you're a joke? Something to that effect? You know what I mean? Are you kidding me? I want to make this very clear. And this is the next point. And this is the next part of this episode. The old saying that's not fun, that nobody likes, you get more bees with honey. Okay, I want to make sure that we are very clear here. I have done many episodes on this type of principle of knowing the facts, knowing what's at play, knowing who is doing what, and being able to beat your opponent or the other side or the corrupt government or the the candidate that you're not for. In the war of facts versus opinion, the truth versus lies, you know, good, solid information versus emotion, I say it's okay to be emotional about the facts, but it's not okay to be emotional and just be emotional. 
What we have to do is not let them goad us into having these outbursts. Here's what happens. If you get up at the podium and you're speaking during your three minutes and they stop you and they try to stop you from talking, then that is an issue. And that is something that you would have a suit over, in my opinion, and I would be all for you fighting that. Because that's what they can't do. Like, for example, for those of you that didn't attend the meeting, or for those that did and didn't hear it, and I know the video's cut out at different times, I got up and I spoke, okay? And now, before I went there, I planned out what I was going to say. I knew that I only had three minutes, all right? Now, I don't know if that makes me... Uh, a little bit ahead of the curve because I knew that everybody should know that you have this is part of being engaged and involved you need to know the rules of the meetings some places give you five minutes some places don't have time limits you can't go to a meeting where they're giving you the right to speak and then blow past what their guidelines are now you know, here's the situation. What, I, what I'm saying is, keep in mind, in my community in Winchester, when I've been dealing with them at times, the mayor tried to cut out public concerns. And we protested that. And we overcame that. Because we were using the law. Okay? We were using what's right. And we were factually correct. And he was in the wrong. But... I, I want you to be sure to understand there is definitely reason to be upset and be angry and feel like you're being betrayed. Okay? These people have done this to you. All of the corruption and the dirt and the nonsense and the bullshit, it is all them, baby. I, I get it. I get it. But don't let them have the satisfaction of doing things to you and taking away your rights. Because of all of that, that stopped what could have been people talking. Because they said that at some point they were trying to lock it to 10 people talking. Now, that's what would have been a problem. Let me be perfectly clear. They said, we're going to lock it to these 10 people. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think had they done that, and after the 10th person, if another person would have wanted to get up and speak, they would have had to let that person speak. And if they would have then adjourned the meeting or whatnot, then there would have been an issue, and I would have been okay with some chanting and, and, and protesting. But to just start at 11 with no place to go then, you know, you, you really limit yourself. It's kind of like when they're talking to police officers on use of force issues. You know, first of all, the first use of force level is officer presence. You know, just seeing a cop car and seeing a uniform is going to stop most people from speeding or doing other wrong stuff, you know, most law-abiding citizens. And then next is like officer commands. So a police officer saying, stop, don't do that, or come here. 
And then from there, you go like hands-on, you know, you push, pull, or soft strikes, and then you go up to weapons, and then deadly force is the last. Well, if you're starting off in these meetings, you know, at what's the equivalent of deadly force, yelling and chanting, you know, they just shut it down, and then, then that doesn't happen. Now, I am perfectly okay, and this might be a, an unpopular opinion, I am perfectly okay with what occurred from the audience perspective at this meeting. This was a powder keg. Sometimes stuff has to happen. Sometimes the shit has to hit the fan in order for there to be a reset. And so I'm okay with them knowing that people are really pissed off. There were older gentlemen that got up and kept telling them how disgusting they were. And there were women that got up and telling them what a disappointment they were. And there were people in the audience saying, I'm glad I didn't bring my kids here to see how you guys act and your smirks and your bullshit. I, you know, I praise them. I, they, they did a great job. Audie Barber, cheering and chanting, you know, could he have handled it a little bit differently? Yeah, he even says that. But this is what they've created. Now, if we go to the next meeting and that happens, you know, that would be uncalled for. If the, This is not something that can happen. There has to be rule of order. I completely get that. I am not unreasonable. And for those that say and think that I am or think that what I said was out of control and it's what set the meeting off, screw you. You know, you know what? Here's the deal. If you think that what I said in my allotted time was wrong or bad or you didn't like it because I was talking about a counselor, counselor Nora Powell specifically, screw you. I'm okay with you not liking it and I'm okay with you supporting her, but you don't have a comment on what I'm saying. I don't care what you think about it. It's not a big deal to me. Your opinion on what I'm saying is ignorant. You're not capable of understanding politics. If everybody agreed on everything, first of all, this would be an awfully boring place. But second of all, it would be like a dictator. I don't know, it would be mindless. Politics is... Two or more sides. All right. So real quick, I'm going to read my statement because I've had quite a few people saying they either couldn't hear it or they wanted me to be able to read my statement. And I'm going to read the full statement that I gave the council in their packet. And understand this. Going into this meeting, I knew we had three minutes. All right. I knew that we had three minutes. So I knew what I wanted to say. I had to have less than three minutes because when I first wrote out my speech, it was probably six minutes long and I had to pare it down. You got to get through the bull crap. You got to practice it. It's good to go over your speech. I went over my speech probably 10 times. I knew it backwards and forwards and I could say it. And so I wrote my name down. And I was able to speak. That's how the rules go. They have to listen to me. And if they try not to, then that's their bad and we deal with that. But the following speech that I'm getting ready to read to you, and I'm probably going to be slower and it's going to be a little longer than three because I'm going to actually read it 
whether rather than trying to speed through it because keep in mind i gave a copy of this along with all of my other exhibits and information to the council in a packet that's the other thing whatever you're going to say or come prepared with in case you do get cut off make enough copies for every single council member if there's three bring three if there's five bring five if there's seven or nine bring seven or nine also bring one for the clerk and I always have a couple extra copies for press or for people in the audience. That's just good business. That way people know what you're doing and saying. And so I said the following, and after I read this, we're going to talk about it. I left out the first two lines because the council could read it. But this all fits into three minutes, I promise. Having grown up in and around Muncie for nearly 30 years before moving, I have many family members and friends still here. I also work six days a week and spend quite a bit of money here on my day jobs. Due to the fact that during most city and council meetings, a large percentage of people who speak, in fact, also live outside the city limits of Muncie. And finally, because over the course of the last two years, I've worked my way into the role of a journalist, I feel it appropriate to stand before you addressing these issues on the record. The documents that I have presented to you detail actions and behaviors that are absolutely outrageous, and these actions taken by a member of your own council, along with a select group of officers from the city police department, are inexcusable. The allegations of Councillor Powell weaponizing a select group of officers to attempt to silence political criticism is not okay. I'm here on behalf of myself and many of your voting constituents to ask you all to condemn these actions and behaviors. I know that you are not police, prosecutors, or judges, and I'm not asking for you to assign guilt or blame. That is somebody else's job. Rather, I'm asking you as a council to condemn these nasty actions and behaviors and help restore a bit of faith in you all within the hearts and minds of your citizens. I'm asking you to utilize every function of your capacity as a duly elected city council so governed by the laws of the United States of America, the state of Indiana, and the ordinances of the Delaware County Council, County Commissioners, and the City of Muncie City Council to fully investigate this matter and to present your findings to the citizens and I at the next council meeting. I ask that you censure Councillor Nora Powell for her role in this, and I ask that at the very least you remove her from all standing committees. Civil discourse, debate, and disagreement, along with supporting and not supporting various candidates, is all called campaigning and is the very staple of our political system, a system that you're all part of. It's been said that politics is not for the faint of heart, but what has happened here is not politics. It's rather cheap, dirty tricks. The mayor, the police chief, and various current candidates for office have all came out against these actions and behaviors. And while on the record, I ask all other candidates to condemn these actions as well. Matter of fact, I ask the citizens behind me if you understand the importance of what I'm saying and you agree with what I'm asking, I'm asking that you stand at this time, stand in your seats, in your positions where you are, take a stand. While I say, Council President Marshall and all other counselors, we, 
Your citizens and the public ask that you publicly condemn these actions and behaviors. Counselor Powell, back on April 28th during the primary, I interviewed you as part of my podcast. I would like to quote you from that. You said, corruption is present where politics is present. And to that I say, wow, what an insight and how disgusting. Lastly, you also said, just the perception of corruption damages our community. And to that I say, here, perception is reality. Counselor Powell, seeing all of this, will you resign your seat on the Muncie City Council? And to the rest of you counselors, will you now publicly condemn these actions and behaviors? Okay, so while that might not have been three minutes during this reading, I definitely was able to get all of that in during my time at the council. And had I not been able to, when they would have told me time, if I had like two lines to go, I would have asked if I could have finished it. You can always do that. Now, they can tell you no, and if they tell you no, that's fine. But I have found before that when they have told me time during certain meetings, whether in Winchester or in Muncie in the past or in Anderson or Richmond or wherever I've been in Gaston, I've said, can I have more time to finish or I have two lines. They let you finish. Now, if I would have had, you know, two paragraphs, they would have probably said no. And then you sit down and you just go from that. But here's what I would say. And this is very important. If you're going to go to the meeting, first of all, understand you're going to be far more nervous than you think that you will. Even if you're a good speaker, I talk on this podcast all the time and I've talked in front of many, many, many councils, many citizens. And just in the last couple years, I've really got used to doing it. And now I could perform an entire play up there, but it's still nerve wracking. Let me tell you this. I've never had that large of an audience, 1200 people or whatever behind me. And all the people watching it online. Now, I have crazy amounts of audience here at the podcast. But when I'm recording these, it's just me talking into the can. And I worry about what you're going to hear after I edit it. And once I put it up, then it's an issue. But while I'm performing here, hell, it's, you know, it's great. I do not have stage fright or I, you know, I just, I've never been that way because I've been involved with this stuff for so long. Most people are going to be nervous. And even if you're not, when you get up there, you will be nervous. Okay? So practice. Get good at what you're saying. Know what you're saying. Believe in what you're saying. Feel good about what you're doing. Get engaged. Be active. Ask questions, make statements. This is your elected officials. This is your community. You can do that. But listen, you got to do it in such a way that is in line with getting the answers that you want. If you go up there calling them all dickheads and calling them assholes and look what you've done... They're going to shut right down. Listen, chances are they're not going to answer you. 
Because if you're in this position, you know, I ask her to resign. Now, she could have just sat there and not said anything. I give her credit. She said no. She did say no on the record. And I respect that. I give her props for that. Now we have it locked down that I ask and that she said no. If they don't answer you, there's nothing that you can do. You can't stand up there and scream. You can't demand. You have to play chess, not checkers, okay? This is, this is a sophisticated game. You gotta, you gotta think three steps ahead, all right? So if you go up to the podium and you ask questions and they don't answer, you don't show your ass there. You get home and you make the post and you tell your neighbors, oh my God, I asked these questions of our representatives, of our elected officials, and they blew me off. They didn't answer. They're not being transparent because that's going to play horribly for them. You know, optics is a big part of all of this. I always say that. I always ask people what they think the optics of something is because that's what matters. It's the perception is reality thing, all right? Perception is reality. That's not the case in the entire world. In real life world, perception is not reality. However, in politics, my dear, it is. In politics, what it really truly might be does not matter. What people think that it is, that's what matters. So listen to me. If you go up there and you ask them stuff and you say your piece and they don't answer you, then you go home and you spread the news. You make a Facebook video. You make a Facebook or Twitter post. You tell everybody you know. They're not being transparent. They're not being held to a standard that they should be. They're not being accountable for their actions and for the things that I'm asking. This and that and blah, 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 blah. And then you vote their asses out of office. And you campaign to get them thrown out of office. But if you go up there and you ask questions or they give you three minutes to say your piece and you want 30 minutes or you show your ass right away, it takes you from being on the winning side and having the upper hand to now they can say, well... We had to adjourn the meeting because we didn't feel safe or this or that. And it's all bullshit. Folks, let, let me make this very clear. It's very apparent that they were safe inside that room. There were dozen, there were probably a dozen police officers and firemen and judges and attorneys. Uh, they, they were safe, folks. But now they were able to say, well, it's a mob mentality. Give me a break was no it might have been chanting it might have been i mean folks council members you're up against the wall here you are drowning in the ocean of corruption and you know i don't know what you expect honestly i honestly don't know what they expect but it's very important that we understand i wanted to do this episode on these two points because 
people thought I was going to get on here and rail against everything and go off and go crazy. Everybody knows how I feel. Everybody knows where I stand. And we've rehashed that over and over. I wanted to do this and I wanted to say, hey, Muncie, congratulations. The people that aren't from Muncie, Winchester, we need to start coming together like Muncie does. Gaston did it. Muncie did it. Now it's time for Winchester. Keep in mind, Winchester, we have a situation where our mayor is now a school teacher. For the last three days, he's not been getting up and going to Winchester. He's been getting up and going and teaching school and still getting paid for it. We need to come together like Muncie did. We need to come together like Gaston did. Congratulations, Gaston. Congratulations, Muncie. Now you got to keep it going. Going to one meeting like that doesn't mean anything. If the next meeting there's 60 people, well, then you didn't accomplish anything. So you got to keep it going. That's one of the problems of having a large showing like that. You've got to keep mobilizing people. People get bored easily. People's attention spans are small. We got to keep it going. But more important than that, we got to vote. But then here's the other thing. When you attend the meetings, we got to show up and we got to do right. We got to beat them because they're just bad at their jobs and they don't know what they're doing. Not let them beat us because we're acting like a bunch of animals. And we just have to be able to understand that we're playing chess not checkers, look out for one another and try to do the best that we can because we can better our local governments through our citizen involvement. But we just got to play and fight smarter, not harder. You're listening to Perception is Reality at perception.fireside.fm. We'll be right back after this break. Perception. Perception. Perception is... Reality. Reality. Folks, here's the deal. What happened at Monday's Muncie City Council meeting is just an example of why people are sick and tired of what's going on in this community. The citizens come together and they let those council members and the rest of the administration and all officials know we're sick and tired of this. We're not playing games with you people anymore. You need to do better until the election or until the time that you're indicted and then we're going to get people in office that will do better and that will do what we want and what's right for the community rather than their own self-serving needs. I don't blame Audie Barber. I don't blame anybody that was pissed off and that was vocalizing their outrage. What happened at the council meeting on Monday, August 5th, 2019 in Muncie needed to happen. We needed that to happen. They needed to see that we were serious. Now, we need to keep the momentum going. We need to keep moving forward. We need to show up at the next meetings just like that. And then we need to vote. There's a meeting on August 14th. It's at 11.30 a.m. in the daytime. So it's going to be harder for people. But we need to 
track that meeting. Then there's apparently some kind of meeting, I guess, on the 20th. I'll keep you guys informed about that. I don't really know what that is, but we need to keep that going. We need to keep mobilizing. I do want to say this. I have an upcoming episode. It'll probably be Saturday. It'll either be Saturday or next Tuesday's episode. That will be focusing on this plant issue. The factory plant that was going to come to town, that was recycling lead, smelted lead, and that's going to be dangerous, putting toxins like mercury and stuff in the air and in the ground and in the water. This is what the community is really mobilizing around. And I don't care if you're for or against this, seeing that these people in the community are able to mobilize gives us hope. And it's going to put us in a position where we can say, look, they're able to do that for this. So they are able to do this. So they should be able to come out and vote. So that means in November, if folks don't mobilize in the same way, then we are able to say 100% you get what you ask for. But here's the deal. I'm going to be interviewing folks in connection with the fight between the citizens and the city of Muncie officials reference this. I'm going to be talking to some people that spoke at the meeting. I'm going to be talking to some others. And I am leaving the door open for anybody else that wants to speak. If you're a citizen of Muncie and you are joined in with this group that is protesting this factory coming to Muncie and you want to do an interview, you want to speak and be a part of the podcast, absolutely get a hold of me. 765-546-9796. I'll give you an interview and you can be a part of the show. If a couple of you want to talk at one time, we can meet up and do that. They can be phone interviews. They can be in person. I'll make it work with your schedule. I'm also hoping to get a couple of the actual elected officials or appointed officials and do some more investigation and research and look in there. And we'll try to produce a really good show giving some information surrounding that event. But that will be coming up. So definitely watch for that. All right, folks. Well, that's our show for today. And I think it's a very important show because it shows people that I'm not unreasonable and it's important that we take a look at what's been going on, keep the momentum going, act accordingly, act right, and we can keep the upper hand on this. We have them on the run. We have them treading water. We need to stay in this position. It's two steps forward, ten steps back. But we don't want to have to fall back too, too, too far. We need to keep the upper hand. And you guys should be very proud of yourself. I can't wait till we get the next couple episodes in the can. You're really going to enjoy them. We have some great interviews lined up. And I'm really excited because it's people bettering their community through their citizen involvement. For all of us here at Perception is Reality, I want to say God bless, take care of one another, love each other, engage in your communities, and we'll talk to you real soon. See y'all. Perception.
Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Look up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember... Perception Perception is is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.